Well, hey, hey there. Uh, how, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> mm, I've got mm-hmm. a secret. Oh, uh, what could that be? Mm, wouldn't you like to know? Okay, let's see. Would let's like see. To know. What do you? You would. Well, you have to guess. Mm. I'll give you four or six guesses. <laughs> you get a new pantsuit for Joan? No, but she would look good in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you secretly an African prince? No, but I would be good at it. <laughs> well, what is it? I said I would give you four or six guesses. Oh, God. Okay. What? Um, That's too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. We can do this. We can do this. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Gotta work for this secret. Baby. Are, are, are you from another dimension? Maybe, but that's not this specific secret that I'm referencing when I say I've got a secret. Is it the book that Oprah was peddling for a while years back? I have that book, but that's the secret, not a secret. Oh, damn, you're right. The real secret is twofold. One, I'm a pedant. And two, I worship the devil. Oh, oh, you've also seen Coming to America then. <laughs> Wait, coming coming to America or coming to America? No, coming to America. Coming to America? Yeah, yeah, com- coming to America. <laughs> so what uh so is that what it is? Is is, is that I've never heard of either of those things. Well, should we talk about it anyway? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he worships the devil, everybody. Let's get in here. Run buses. Kill off it. It's futuristic. Like Carnac the Magnificent. Rewind your VCR. Rewind your cassette. Nintendo pilots. Flying up ahead. Captain's love. Three, two, one, Ren. That goes so cool. It's got those little kids in there. <laughs> oh, that was that was the that was the giant dude with the robot. Yeah, with oh with shit, you're right. Want yeah. and yeah. ignorance. Yeah, ignorance, and ignorance and want. Yeah. Want, man, I'm gonna name my kid Want. <laughs> <laughs> want Gucci. Want hey. Gucci. That's what That's I. That's what I say every time we're about to record. <laughs> I want I Gucci. Want Gucci. <laughs> I want Gucci. Ooh, Aaron Carter, my soulmate. I'm sorry, Aaron Carter is what? the first person you think of when you hear I want candy? Yep, because he's my soulmate. We are bonded by our souls, by our very souls. We were born on the exact same minute. Not same minute. I don't know what minute he was born, but same day. So. Wow. Yep. It's one of the worst wow. people to be exactly as old as. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I love you, too. No. Love you too. No. Love you too. <laughs> no. That, that was a response to me and not. Oh. If there's anything <laughs> that else. would have been good. That would have been good. <laughs> I love you too. I love you too. <laughs> Shit. No. No. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs>
like the arm movement. It's, it's, it's such an open arm movement, too. Just, With arms oh. wide open. Oh. No, oh. I don't love you. <laughs> I reject yeah. your love. <laughs> Welcome to Contextual Deviants. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we watch a movie and then we talk about it through a series of randomly generated critical contexts provided to us via our contextual computer. Uh, we don't know how we're going to talk about this movie. No one does. Even the computer doesn't. It does its little calculations in the middle of the episode and it feeds them out to us. So. We're going to end up talking about this movie like no one else has ever talked about it before. And joining me on that adventure are my dear friends and co-hosts, Mr. David Gutchy. I pictured myself with antlers when you said dear friends. (laughs) And Matthew Bond. I pictured David with antlers when you said dear friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it would be good. You would. You are, you're such a buck, David. Oh, yeah, and I'm ready to uh. have sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of deer, uh, we this time watched a film that has nothing to do with deer. I couldn't think of a good link. Uh, <laughs> this time around, we, are watch- we watched a film, a classic comedy that has recently received a sequel uh, that, you know, we haven't watched yet, and I feel okay about that but the the original is a comedy classic from 1989 it is coming to america starring eddie murphy arsenio hall uh uh james earl jones just uh so many people (laughs) so many people in this movie um it is the story of prince akim from the fictional african nation of zamunda who comes to america to find a queen mm-hmm. to marry or like a bride yeah. who will eventually be queen when he becomes king uh from america anyway it's a it's a romping good time mm. full of all sorts of fish out of water mishaps and and foibles it's just full of foibles it's full foibin of foibin at the gills it's stuffed with foibs such foibs <laughs> oh, it's it's not Foib's top 100. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say. Wait, Foib, where business magazine is Foib? Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, on that note, I say we should just get right on into yeah. them, their contexts that we do. How's that sound to you boys? Sounds good. Yeah, that sounds all right with me. <laughs> all right. And how about you, David? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm down, yeah. Sweet. And how about you, dear David? <laughs> context got, number got any one. More? <laughs> <laughs> All right, context number one. One of these characters is imagining the whole thing. Ugh. Who is it? Whoa. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> there's some. Right. There's some fun. Like almost every character that I can think of is fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, okay, they, I just came up with a storyline for like six different people, but the first yeah. one, yeah. weirdly, that I want to zone in on, is gonna be Lisa's dad. <laughs> 
I was just gonna say Lisa's dad. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Oh yeah. shit, that's awesome. I love it. Okay, so yeah, so that's kind of the explanation for like for basically for what the fuck. <laughs> because he can't explain why all this went down. But eventually, like I think it maybe even starts like it's true up until Lisa starts dating someone new that's not Daryl, the rich man <laughs> that he loves. And he goes, mm-hmm. oh, I hate this guy. And then he starts imagining the whole thing. I guess so that kind of goes against the principle of him imagining the whole thing because it ignores the word whole. But Well, or, 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 or he is so, he, he wants his daughter to have a better life. He wants her to marry someone who's rich because that's mm-hmm. the kind of, you know, dad he is. And then maybe the financial situation or something with the restaurant starts to get worse. Mm. So he imagines that while he was imagining her rich boyfriend, he now imagines an even richer boyfriend. Yeah, and how could that be possible? How could she marry someone who he both likes, but also is extremely rich like richer and, than and both of them any. treat her well too it's like neither mm. daryl nor akeem like treat lisa shittily no so in his in her dad's mind it's two men who treat her well who both have a lot of money and the one who has the most money ends up marrying her yeah yeah wow weird that, huh that's a compelling argument like he creates a fantasy in which she can basically be in a twilight love triangle with two very rich people <laughs> yeah goes from somebody that was rich enough to take care of her to somebody that's rich enough to take care of her and him and, him and an and entire him country really like good. Yeah. it would explain how there's just so much incomprehensible wealth coming out of that royal family <laughs> like, there's an amount of money that's just like I'm sorry no yeah. you don't have that much money <laughs> no one has that much money um, uh, no their subjects are probably just very poor see that's the thing that's the thing we don't talk about mm-hmm. with <laughs> Zamunda yeah is if they're if they're this rich what does the rest of their country look I mean, like that's that's uh that's royalty for you baby yeah. maybe it used to be that up until the late 80s, there were two African countries that had vibranium resources. Yeah. And then they just like mined theirs and sold it yes. off to shit. Everyone for a quick buck. is rich because of vibranium. <laughs> yeah. They, and they privatized their vibranium industry and they just lost all the money. I love that yep. a lot. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, wow. Uh, Let's what's see. what's their so, last name? McDowell's. McDowell is. McDowell's. I was trying to remember what McDonald's adjacent name they had, but then then he could probably stop with his whole McDowell's gig and just be like, I, I remember the. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed like they have the golden arches. We have the golden arcs. Arcs. <laughs> they have the Big Mac. We have the Big Mick. Like in my like, memory of that trying. bit. In my memory of that bit, it was something that was slightly more off yeah, from the beaten path, so you on. could conceivably do it without on. getting sued, and it's Hold like, on. no. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. He doesn't have to do that anymore. Now he can just start something like, I don't know, like Burger King? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. No, that's, that's cool. Not, I think he could run that. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me a bit of that Nathan For You sketch where he argues, or he tries to uh, circumvent copyright law by creating a parody Starbucks called Stupid Starbucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wasn't it dumb Starbucks? Or dumb Starbucks yeah. and everything everything on the menu is exactly the same. It's that. just says it's just dumb that. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, Starbucks didn't like it, and I feel like I remember there was <laughs> I, legal action. But you know, I, I don't. I don't believe there was ever more than one. But still, if that had been a chain, I would have shopped there oh, a lot. Starbucks. I wish that our that our binary was like not Starbucks and Dunkin', but it was Starbucks and dumb Starbucks. I would have liked that so much. <laughs> well, more. I guess around here it's like Starbucks and Caribou. And Caribou, yeah, but that's only in like Midwest and the surrounding states. But this isn't Actually, a coffee uh, shop chain I, podcast. That's true. When I moved out to <laughs> yeah. DC, they started uh, it, they oh, started yeah? their inroads into the East Coast. Ooh, so I think they're Caribou. out there now. Get out there, <laughs> baby. Make it happen Jesus. with your log cabin Jesus. aesthetic on the coasts. Sorry. I just love my caribou. Uh, More like caribou. I caribou you. I'm pretty sure the DC caribou is where uh, Brandon got picked up by the ambulance while me and Wes were touring the White House. Oh, (laughs) I can't remember. Why did that happen? Uh, uh, Like severe food poisoning, I think. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We we ate at a burger joint that uh, cooks their burgers uh, pink instead of cooked. All the way through, and so he gets sick. That's risky. Yep. Was it caribou? <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, they do burgers. Like on the East Coast, they do burgers. Yeah. yeah, they love yeah. those burgers. Wow, they're caribou burgers. I mean, I bet you could make a burger out of a caribou. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh well, definitely caribou burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. caribou burger. Yeah, they're they're big animal. They're yeah. a <laughs> just grind, that, grind that meat. Elephant burger, whale burger. If it's a big animal, you can burger it. Take it from yeah. me, David. <laughs> is the middle name Thomas? Not even. <laughs> <close. laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> How have I not heard that joke a billion times? Where someone is like, take it from me, and it's just and them. It's just them. <laughs> and they don't say credentials. There's no, There's reason, no reason you should take, take it, it from them. Just, hey, listen to me. My name. That's it. Oh, <laughs> That's Fuck, it. that's good. Anyway, who else could be imagining this whole movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the Because there's a lot. We got we got a lot to mine through here. I mean, Lisa's the other option, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe feeling a little bored with Daryl, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. thinking, like, that she'd need a good excuse. Because, like, Daryl's good. Daryl's not mm-hmm. awful. But he's not, no. like, the dream. Yeah. He, he makes her dad and- happy, but he doesn't make her happy. Right, and she's worried about what her dad thinks. So mm-hmm. it's presumable that she would want to imagine a scenario where she could break up with Daryl, but still be with someone with the amount of money yeah. to make her yeah. dad happy. Exactly. Uh, who also made her happier than Daryl does. Mm. Yep, right. And the one of the only ways to do that is for it to be some kind of like weird misunderstanding fish out of water scenario where she gets swept up in this big drama and like her imagination kind of goes on this... Uh, creative trail but that's that's Mm -hmm. compelling i think that works it's got some rom-com elements to it which i think could could be conceivably like oh yeah like she saw a movie and thought about what if she was in that situation sort Mm -hmm. of thing and then extrapolated Mm -hmm. from there yeah yeah i think Um, it makes a lot more sense for basically anybody that's not a part of the uh with joffer family is that the mm -hmm. royal family of zamunda yep yeah um because from their perspective a lot of this is very troubling and like stressful and I don't see a reason for them to make up basically anything except the ending and even the ending is kind of like oh I guess we'll do that because you love her but like you know this was a big pain (laughs) so I don't feel like it makes sense for any of them to be imagining it like it's mostly America folks that it makes sense mostly America folks (laughs) mostly America folks (laughs) 
I thought maybe about the woman who was going to marry Akeem at the beginning. Ooh. Like, she just, oh. it turns out she doesn't want to either. That, uh, that character was profoundly scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whew. Whew. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, okay. here's We're the here. ways. <laughs> I have six ways. In this talk, I will tell you how ca- that character was profoundly Count out six ways that this character from Coming to America was super scary. <laughs> Number three. We're going to start in the middle. We'll shock you. <laughs> Number three. That time she hopped away on one foot. I don't remember anything else that happened, but it was pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that one's also kind of tricky because she basically is imagining herself not becoming a queen. Yeah, and you <laughs> doesn't clear seem that, very like, plausible. That's her dream. That's her, that's her goal. Well, it's the only thing that she knows. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like she was 100%. raised from being a baby to say yes to Mr. King, which <laughs> is yeah. nasty. Actually, come to think of it, it would have to be someone in America because so much of the movie is about spe- uh, the specificity of living in America and like the sort of day to day struggles that people go through that they don't think about from where from their like position of royalty. That's a good point. Um, and also, the images that they have of Africa are so uh, Ooh, mm, yeah. let's say stylized, fantastical, fantastical, and one might that it even would make sense yeah. for Shit. an American person to be imagining that. It's almost thing. like yeah. Eddie Murphy that made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> an American person. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, John no, Landis. That makes total sense. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Eddie Murphy didn't just make this movie, but he does have writing credit on the story. So yes. I, I don't know how much that's worth. Uh, Probably worth a lot of money. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> who, I don't know either. You know, it's funny. I said that there were a lot of people that could be imagining it, and I think pretty much anybody, like, ooh, ooh, fun one. Mm. Sam Jackson, who holds up the store. <laughs> okay. How does that one work? Well, basically, he describes how he got taken out by a janitor when he was trying to rob <laughs> a store. Because he justifies actually royalty. it. Yeah, he, he justifies, justifies it. He's like, it this well, it turns out he was an African prince. <laughs> well, why does that make sense? Why would he be working at this? Uh, why would he exactly. work as a janitor at a fast food place? Well, because he was uh, in, in love, love with the owner's daughter. Well, then why wouldn't he just tell her that? Well, because he's a prince and she wants her to love him for him. And so it's just like, it just spirals yep. in this weird because explanation. Of, because of this unspoken other character, his friend or whoever interrogating him about why his story doesn't make I, I like sense. to think it's somebody in prison in who's prison. like who's like giving him shit yeah. about why he's there oh, and cool. like you're he's, in here because he's trying so hard to rob sound cool McDowell's. <laughs> you got you got taken out by a janitor at a burger joint oh wow I love it if this was Nick Fury's origin story where he's like <laughs> I need to start something where I'm on top of this shit <laughs> he's, he's in prison <laughs> and somebody comes to him and is like we believe you have a certain set of skills. <laughs> Putting together a team. <laughs> Putting together a team. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah, I, I do think Nick Fury origin story is a good interpretation of coming to America. Yeah, any, any movie should be a Nick Fury origin story if it has Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah, absolutely. Black he, snake moan. He is like, wow. He is like, like many... I jumped straight to the worst example. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't know if that's the worst. No, it is. It is. Yeah. It is the worst example. Just in terms of the fact that he's a very old man in that film. So old. Man. So old. It's so sad. He's so old. So, so sad old. how old he it is. Makes me so sad when people are old. <laughs> Bumping this old lady yesterday, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm so sad for you." Oh, so sad. So sad. He's like, "Why?" So oh, sad. it's just because you're so old. 
Yeah. People yeah. love Bye. it when you say that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're helping an old lady cross the street. Wow. This is so sad. Wow. What? You're so old. Anyway, bye. <laughs> anyway. Got to the other side. <laughs> hmm. uh, okay. I think the uh, other it, the other possibilities, may like just to throw them out there, we don't have to go into them, are like Queen Aeolian. I think she would be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it seems like she believes in it a little bit more. Like King Jeffrey Joffer or Joffa uh, Joffer. Jaffe J- Jaffa Joffer. Jaffa Joffer. Jaffa Joffer. Amazing. <laughs> Clearly wants his son to have a nice life. But is very sold on the like having servants love you and give you hand jobs in baths is the cool way to have a nice life. Throw uh, rose petals everywhere you want. Right, exactly. Which he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong that that's a way to have a nice life. Oh, yeah. His face um, <laughs> is amazing. When there's a specific moment that I wrote down in my notes, uh, he he has a look on his face which is just pure jubilee on in his mouth. He's just so happy when Oha, the servant guy, the, the announcer guy who also sings that song when they get married, oh, that's uh, when he sings that song. It's so fucking good. Uh, Sorry, yeah, uh, they're they're having a conversation about the baths, and then Akim says, "I do enjoy the baths," and like. Oh, James Earl Jones's face lights up in a way that I've never seen before. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you do, because it's the best thing ever, and I gave them to you. Like, he's just so simultaneously proud and horny in that moment, and it's so funny. Anyway. He, every time James Earl Jones talks about sewing his royal hoods, but he's got, like, he's got the deep, booming James yeah. Earl Jones voice, and he's talking about basically his son going to America and fucking a bunch of people. Yeah. God, I want to have somebody overdub his lines from this movie with Mufasa. Oh, my God. <laughs> or vice versa. Or vice versa, yeah. Where Simba is Prince Akeem, and he's telling him to go sew his royal hoods. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm saying, is, yeah, use the dialogue from this movie in, like... Oh, in oh sorry, I thought I was thinking the other way around. Switch like move him both, as Mufasa baby. in Cody America. Yeah. Wow. But I think Queen Aeolian, like she in especially in that final couple scenes in the McDowell house, is like clearly pushing for like Akeem to get what is good for him and not what his dad wants necessarily, which is cool. So I think maybe mm. she kind of this might be a fantasy for her because she may even be kind of I mean, she's a woman trapped in this system. Like there's a very good chance that she knows she can't get out of it, but she wants Akeem to be able to empower his wife to like maybe be the change for the country. Uh, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. my that's my weak sort of reason that maybe she would be like, I'm not gonna do this. I wish someone had done this for me, kind of thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the last one I can think of would be the old men. <laughs> from trading places <laughs> <laughs> the, yep yep the the people that are just outside down on their luck they need that money <laughs> what a they, fun bit of and trivia of, and of course because they're two old white guys their conception of uh, <laughs> this wealthy uh, black person who gives them money this must be an African prince <laughs> that's actually a good call <laughs> I, kinda, <laughs> I don't hate that take like, oh it's the guy from the emails yeah. There were no emails. Yeah, the guy there from were no the emails. emails. <laughs> the guy from the I've heard of you. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're finally out of Nigeria. You were stuck <laughs> oh, there the for so guy. long. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a. I like that. The only way a black yeah. person could have a lot of money 
is if they were from Africa and a prince. Yep. Yeah. That sounds about right. If you're if if you're an old white man in the eighties, you know? Yeah. That's um, right, yeah. Could also be a story that they're telling Cuba Gooding Jr. while he's getting a haircut. Barbershop, like it's telling this whole story. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot about that. There's so many like little cameos in this movie too. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, that's a good idea because they, especially that character, like the one barber, tells stories about how he's encountered. Like, oh, I I sat next to Martin Luther King on this particular time, and like all this. So that's actually a good one. That character imagining (laughs) the whole thing so that it can be a big story that he tells in the barbershop. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. No, that does that does make sense. It checks yeah. out. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to another context. Yeah, that was one context. That was one whole yeah. context. Wow. Well, we had a lot to say about it. Yeah, you. Some could. of them we don't. Superlatives: Who won? Who lost? And why? Ooh. Best hair goes to the Reverend. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, God. so good. Best, I mean, I don't know. Here, here's, here's my argument. Who has the most soul glow? Because Daryl's working so hard on <laughs> yeah. his hair. Oh, he definitely has the most soul glow. Man, best hair, it's kind of a crime to give it to someone that doesn't have soul glow going on. But I think right, you're right, Bond. Because here's the thing. Every year in the National Basketball Association, there's a big ol', big ol', yeah, that's right. Put your chins on your hands. I'm about to drop something on you. Every year in the National Basketball Association, there's a big to-do about what valuable means in most valuable player. What does that mean? Does it mean the best player in the league? Does it mean the player that adds the most wins to their team? Does it mean the player that brings a bad team into being a good team or the best player on the best team? What does it mean? And I think best hair is very similar. Does best mean, exactly does it mean the most effective the one that most communicates <laughs> most a thing about a character because if that's the okay. case reverend 10 out of 10 times yeah yeah but does it yeah, mean the one argument. i like looking at the most not Go reverend ahead. 10 out of 10, zero out of 10 times. <laughs> please get it away from me put it in the garbage so like there's a, yeah there, there's definitely an argument to be made for the for word sure. best being a little bit more flexible than we might imagine you can like and subscribe was... to my channel. I will be <laughs> unpacking the ways that the NBA mirrors coming to America and contextual deviance, specifically that intersection of three things uh, every week for 30 to 40 minutes. So, oh, like, great. Subscribe Thanks, to yeah, yeah, I've decided to make a show about our show and two other things every week. <laughs> I'm going to release it more often than we release the show. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, man. <laughs> hey, man, more power to you. <laughs> Sweet, get those bucks, baby. Yeah, baby. Get I monetized. Get that YouTube sponsorship. Anyway, yeah. <sighs> best hair, possibly that guy or possibly Daryl, but it's got to be one of them. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. No one cares about their hair in this movie more than Daryl. <laughs> That's, That's so true. true. That's for sure. Which is why I think we should just really. Twist in the night by not giving it to him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He doesn't get anything he wants in this movie, and he almost doesn't deserve it. He, he kind of. I don't know. Doesn't. He doesn't really do anything. What's but he's just kind of like Daryl is just such a strange character because he doesn't suck enough for us to not like him. Like, yeah, he's just rich and not amazing. Like right. he's not actually bad. I kind of. He's just very conceited and yeah. and has a lot of money. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, but he's just dull. He's not, like, mm-hmm. actually evil or bad or in some way gross. And I expected the movie to make him more gross. 
because he's the rival. He's the one that like, you know, and so I kind of like that to be fair. It's like not pitting them against each other. And it's just like, well, sorry, Daryl. I actually, this guy's cooler. Sorry. Yeah. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody has Bye. the agency to do that. You don't, you don't need to break up with somebody just because you know that there's somebody cooler, but you have to have like a really good reason to break up with somebody. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a little gross. Cause if you're like making out and your hand <laughs> gets all up in his hair, then your hands are all wet. Yeah, that's that's greasy and stuff. And that's, that's gross. When the, when his family members sit up from the, <laughs> sit up from the couch <laughs> and there's just like yeah, a patch of spots. soul glow on yeah. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so classic. Nasty. So classic. I didn't get that one at first. And then I was like, mm, soul glow. Love it. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a very good joke. That's a good joke. Medi. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> okay. So he. Okay. So he does not win best hair. Reverend wins best hair. Well, oh God, yeah. We'll give it to the Reverend. Yeah. Just, to, just fine. We'll just give it to the Reverend. <laughs> You've made your argument. I I exceed. Um. Now most valuable but, player. <laughs> who's, who's the MVP of this movie? LeBron. Uh, LeBron. Probably. Gotta be every year. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be Bron. Forget voter fatigue. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, what other awards can we give out? Okay. Uh, best. Oh wait, wait, wait. What's worst hair? What's worst? Ooh, hair? worst hair. Uh, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be, gotta be that yep. guy. Gotta be. Well, I th- I feel shame, like I had some reactions to some hair in this movie. It's got yeah. There's a lot. Like of, there's yeah. a lot of bad hair in this movie. And I feel yeah. like we're probably forgetting someone that had some really dank, I mean, nasty hair. The reverend some of the hair is being bad, but ooh. some of the hair in the barber shop is pretty, uh, yeah, pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Was it was it Saul? Is that his name? The like the yeah. Jewish character? That yeah, yeah. I was I was actually okay. Saul. Here's yeah, here's Saul. one. Here's one best uh, best character like of the multiple people who play multiple roles. Yeah, the best of those like multiple role. Things and I gotta say, it's gotta be Saul. Saul's that transformation so is insane. No, it's honestly, like the craziest shocking. like yeah. makeup and prosthetics haven't been that good, aren't that good in movies now. No. Amazing, yeah. and his <laughs> voice haven't talked and to before or since. So good. Yeah. Whew. Like yeah. if they didn't show that in the credits that it was him, I could have been convinced that that was just like a dude. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's wild. It's crazy. So good. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely best. Best Eddie Murphy style. I'm two characters in this movie. Guy, Saul. Yeah. Saul, yeah. Saul for sure. Uh, Which is definitely both a category a that we should yeah. have in the future. Best uh, Eddie Murphy wor- style. I'm two guys in this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Worst would be uh, extremely ugly girl, uh, which yeah, is which, the official oh. credit for the female. Uh, that Arsenio Hall plays yeah. in the nightclub. Yeah. So we should give that to best looking. Yeah. Yeah. Best looking. Because, you know, Arsenio makes a pretty no. beautiful woman. Legitimately. Like, no, I, yeah. I wrote it down because uh, I said, okay, so first I have a whole note that says, the whole montage of women sitting down auditioning in the club is amazing. It starts with uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall or Akeem and what's Arsenio Hall's name? Uh, Semi. Semi, thank you. Uh Akeem and Semi sit down and the woman stares at them with the biggest eyes and says, I have a secret. (laughs) Something that no one should ever say to anyone else as a first thing that you say. And her secret was? 
I worship the devil. <laughs> Which is just like such a great way to kick off this montage. Then they sit in this yeah. booth and they're just being kind of like they're being shown over and over with some nice. What's cuts. great about that though is is how uh, Eddie Murphy's smile does not go away. No, he's like okay. <laughs> Sure. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> but the whole montage is amazing. There's a rap duo called Peaches and Sugar Cube, and I would like they to come back to them. Amazing, and I think the movie does them a discredit by making it seem like a joke because they rule. Like they're awesome. I was gonna say if I was gonna say quick category, who among the Ooh, if you had to yes. pick a love interest mm. from this movie besides mm. the main people, yep, like you can't pick Lisa, you can't pick Akeem. Who would you want to get with? And oh. I would say one or both, both. of the rap Peaches twins, if they would be willing. Yep. But more to the point, yeah, the, the, so the, those two were amazing. Uh, seriously, How about you, Bond? Is there anyone in that in that lineup you would have? I can't remember. Honestly, Arsenio yeah. Hall. And here's why. Uh, it, and my note continues, and it ends with Arsenio Hall dressing in drag and honestly being incredibly hot. Is it a dream? I don't understand it, but I love it. Like, it got really surreal because, like, Semi was on one side, and then they cut, and then Arsenio Hall was there on the other side, and I was like, oh, dang, okay, David Lynch, fun, cool. <laughs> and uh, and he looked good. And I was like, oh, shit. So, like, I'm, I'm ready to say that the movie takes a turn at that moment, and Semi is like, Akeem, I've been in love with you for a long time. <laughs> I've been your best friend for a long time. And I just gotta say, because like they have a good, they have a good vibe, they have good chemistry. I think, I think they could make it work. They're pretty contentious, but in like a, in like a sort of cutesy kind of way. Definitely a Mister yeah. and Mister Smith kind of way, though, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, yeah, Peaches and Sugar Cube rule very hard, and they, Peaches they probably have best song in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, the next song. one I was gonna ask is is best performance like song performance because mm, there's, there's a lot you got soul glow soul you've glow. got oh my god soul glow it's so funny <laughs> you've got the song that uh that uh i can't remember that character's name but the the king's um sort of announcer oh the oh song he sings, sings at the wedding yeah oh sings to the wedding wow yeah and i then, forgot about uh, that song so funny there's randy walker's song with his band sexual chocolate sexual when they do uh i believe the children are our future <laughs> god sexual chocolate <laughs> And he just keeps uh, sexual chocolate. He just keeps saying <laughs> his man's name. Wow. Yep. Uh, and are there any other performances? Because I feel like a lot of them they're kind of front load. Hmm. Yeah. The one the one that I would probably vote for is is Oha's yeah. song at the wedding because just it comes out of nowhere. It goes so much longer than I expected yes. to, and his voice goes so many places. <laughs> and then he just goes back to being a regular guy after. That. <laughs> He's and just everybody's just kind of like, sure, I guess that's just what happens at these things. <laughs> People just sing really long R and B songs and then they stop, and it's cool. It's just cool. Uh, so good. Yep, I, I think that one does win best song. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, best, yeah, yeah, what about yeah, yeah. best outfit? There's a lot of them. Ooh, there are a lot that's, of outfits. That's tough. A lot of outfits. God. I really like their I Love New York outfits when they first yeah. go get a bunch of... It's just all a bunch of touristy bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Those were fun. Those were nice. <laughs> those, those were good. Uh, I would say... I gotta, I gotta be honest. The King's goddamn lion coat is just... Oh, yeah. It's so hard to top. Very cool. Uh, I actually think that the dress that uh, the woman who was going to be the queen, mm, or that was going cool. to marry Akeem, yeah. I thought that was a very cool dress. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a lot of cool dresses yeah. in that segment of the movie. 
That's a good Absolutely. point. Yeah, there's the costuming for that alone was probably incredibly expensive. Like all of yeah. those throne room scenes with all of those dancers and attendants that are rich, like that's a ton of stuff. And none mm-hmm. of it was half. It was all 100%. They went hard mm-hmm. on yeah. that. And that is uh that's a lot of money and a lot of time. A lot of extras mm-hmm. dressed to the nines as they yeah, say. Yeah, you can't like digital makeup that stuff. Yeah, yeah, especially in '89. Yeah, oh, in '89. Oh, please, Come on. in Come that on. economy. <laughs> That's my new thing. Forget this economy. In that in economy. That economy? <laughs> That's a fun new. Bit. Uh, I would say worst outfit then would have to be the uh, the official uniform of the McDowell's restaurant. Oh, hard, hard to look at. Hard to look at. Mm. Hard to get to. I. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, little, a fun little guy for you Joss Whedon fans out there. It's a fun <laughs> little guy for you Joss Whedon fans out there. Are you a, sure a dwindling you? number. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Yep. Less said about it, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, any other superlatives we want to hand out for this movie? Hmm. What about best lie? Because I best vote lie. rat. Rat lie was best lie. What? Okay. What was the rat lie? Rat lie was uh, Akeem and Lisa go back to Akeem's shitty apartment, oh, and it was yeah. has been transformed into a glorious, wonderful apartment <laughs> with a hot tub and a bunch of lights for some reason, and like a few TVs. And Akeem is, or and uh, and Semi is just loving it. He's living the dream. Mm-hmm. And Akeem comes back out and he's like, we can't go inside because I said I was poor and I can't give away my secret, even though you'll probably love that I have the school apartment, which doesn't make any sense. And then the thing he decides to lie is there's a big rat. We can't go in there. <laughs> there's a big rat, <laughs> which is just not a good lie. <laughs> but it made no. me, but it was, it was so fun. So maybe that's mm-hmm. worst lie, but most fun lie to watch because there's a big rat is not a reason that you can't go in someone's apartment. Like, you just go I mean, get it. I mean, go if, I, if someone opened the door and they're like, there's a big rat, I'd be like, okay, we can stay out here. We can we can make out in the hallway. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We don't have to go in. That's cool. I'm done. I love, what I love is that Lisa was like, I'll go kill the rat. Like, give me that. Yeah, that's right. She was fully <laughs> like, gung-ho about I it. I love rats. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's my nomination, even though now that I think about it, maybe not best in terms of execution. <laughs> not not a great lie. Not the most effective <laughs> no, lie, but not. it did technically work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the sense that they went somewhere else. That's true. Although I don't think she didn't buy it. She was like, "There's no, no rat is there," and he's like, "I'm just so sad" or something. I don't remember. Something it did. Like it didn't work. Yeah. 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 I just love that rat. Man, R.I.P. That rat. Mm. <laughs> Pour one out. All right, let's do another context, you boys. Yeah, dog, you boy. Hey, I have something really fun to, to share with you real quick, and then we can get back into it. Um, I just got a political ad on Facebook for a person running for city council in Ward 9, which is fun. Um, makes sense based on a lot of my internet activity. Totally cool. I'm glad I'm getting targeted by these things. This candidate's name is Mickey Moore. We need more uh, is his slogan, which is, haha, very cool. One of the, the second line on why Ward 9 needs Mickey Moore is unlike many of the current elected officials, he is not political. Uh. 
Oh, I just which, want. Oh, which I just, I can't. Uh, I can't. I want to throw that you. concept into the sun. It's Mickey, so dumb. You can't. Uh, it's so you insanely are stupid. Running for political office. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't. That makes me want to unvote for you. What do you mean you are not political? The part that hurts my heart is that there's going to be a lot of people where that works. Like yeah. that line. There's going to be oh, some finally. people. I'm not going to say a lot. Drain the swamp, Probably, definitely there's more than there should be. There's gonna be. If it's more than one, it's too many. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love uh, that. So too many that's, people are going to... That's so that. fucking stupid. Uh, I'm leaving I'm that political. in the episode, I just pay attention enough to know I want to <laughs> yeah, replace these trashing. guys. Honestly, yeah. that sucks so bad. Like, fuck that. All right, all right, all right. What's amazing Next is context. I feel like maybe I agree <laughs> oh, sorry, with a lot of his policies. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not, not political. political. Here are my policies. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like, not yeah, political, but, he but here's them. what I believe in politically. Oh, fuck. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, God. It, either either the candidate's an idiot or whoever is running their communications mm. is an idiot. I hope it's communications, but it's so rough. That it's probably but they're him. also representing the candidate. The candidate at some point had to at least look at it. Be like, yeah, this is cool. Put this in all caps. <laughs> it's in all caps too. Eesh, yikes! Oh yeah, no. Oh my god! All right, let's do another context. Oh, you guys! Oh, my beautiful boys! Tell me, we're gonna put a stand in it. Yes, we are putting oh, a stand. This movie in can it. use a stand. This movie needs a stand. It craves a stand. <laughs> Much like the citizens of New York crave a big mick from McDowell's. <laughs> McDowell's. This movie craves a stand. Oh, uh, perfect. Think, okay, so speaking of McDowell's first first idea, he's just Louis Anderson. Just take yeah, Louis Anderson That's, that's where he just slots in. Yeah. yeah. That's Easy. where it's just stand. The movie literally doesn't change. And nobody bats an eye. And maybe nobody notices. Maybe people that go back and watch Coming <laughs> to America are like, was it always Wayne Knight? Yeah, probably. And they don't Yeah, they're care. like, it's a it's a Mandela effect. Exactly. They can't quite <laughs> the remember. Standella I thought it was Louis Anderson. The Holy Standella shit. Holy shit, though. The Standella effect is real. <laughs> and it is going to happen for this movie. We're going to make it. Where where there's an ultimate alternate dimension where every movie has Stan Podolak in it. <laughs> and we're just getting slips slips of it from time to time. <laughs> That's what this context is, is we're opening yep. up the Standella effect. Standella effect, baby. Uh, so I will try to remember to change it to that next time this comes up. Thank you so much. <laughs> but but what's a what's a more like a, an edgy choice? Maybe something a little I, more I like, brave. I, I like the idea of him being Daryl with the same hair. <laughs> Ooh, I like that a lot. With the soul glow and everything, yep. yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. that would be really what's funny. What's interesting about that is that, like, I do think that introduces a kind of her dad liking the rich white man. True. And like, and that it makes it more complicated in maybe a cool yeah. way if they explore that. If the dad's like, if, hey, you need to sell right. out to white dominant culture. And that's what's going to make <laughs> our family happy. Which is kind of an undertone of, from a lot of his like house stuff. Is like, look, yeah. I've basically become like, you know, I, I, I'm kind of betraying my class a little bit. Like, it sucks. Like, and uh, I think yeah. maybe that has something that has some legs. If you put, yeah. <laughs> I mean, also if you put Wayne Knight as that, it gets just a little, it gets too funny. I think it's <laughs> too, <laughs> too funny. Uh, he's just so so much fun. Yeah, uh, that's but a- the tracksuit <laughs> would work. His like his 
his suit that he wears for the for the especially when it gets really dirty. Like, yeah. Absolutely, could be a thing that Daryl wore in this movie. So I think that does yeah. that checks out very hard. Instead of soul glow, it's just his flop sweat that like <laughs> makes it look like he, he like collects it into a jar and then sprays it, <laughs> spritzes it. Yuck. Oh no. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I mean, in, in Space Jam, he fulfills the semi-role, basically. He is the That's assistant yeah. of sorts mm-hmm. to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so him as semi could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be fun. Training him up, really coaching him up. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be good. I could definitely... Yeah, especially during that fighting scene. And then pretending <laughs> he's the prince. Pretending he's the Holy shit. No, that makes that <laughs> even funnier. That makes all of the purchases and all of the pretending he's the prince way funnier. Wow. Oh my god. Wow, and especially the fact that his that Lisa's sister believes it. Like yeah, it's exactly. him. It's so it's much funnier. More than yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh no. Oh, Stan. Just trying to oh, make it. Fuck. The best part Stan, about just trying to make it out in this crazy world, Stan. <laughs> wow. What about? Uh, bless this context. I mean, I think he mm, putting him as Mr. McDowell makes sense, except for that he has I to was be thinking Lisa's that. dad, and that's we like maybe you know. I mean, Lisa could be mixed. You know, that's fine. But yeah, like, but I it. I think he makes Lisa's dad has a lot of Stan energy. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. He's, yeah, got, he's got a lot big of that, like, energy for sure. Suck up. He's got so much BSE. He's got so much BSE. Wow. <laughs> that's true though he's, he's got a lot of potalac in him it's like tries to conspire but just like just screws up his way through it like. yeah yeah exactly he's always trying to think about the angles but in like a way that will not work and will make him look like a total kiss ass <laughs> yeah. stand I think Mr. McDowell's a little he's he's snakier than Stan is Stan is pretty earnest yeah yeah, yeah. And and I think Mr. McDowell is just a little bit more like clearly greedy in some ways yeah. that Stan is not. Stan is pure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's just Stan, a, he's that, a that bumbly pure, boy pure. that has never heard of the NBA. It, it just occurred to me that for listeners who haven't heard this in a while, Stan oh, is right. Stan Pollack <laughs> right. from Space Jam. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> this is my man. Uh, <laughs> Who's this guy? This Stan is a reference Pollack. to to the movie Space Jam and our episode on it where we got obsessed with Stan Podolak as performed by Wayne Knight, who was the assistant to Michael Jordan in that movie. So we decided what it would be funny if he was in every movie. And shit. So that's what this is. Wow. Uh, I love the idea of like somebody listening to this and thinking that we just named we just made up a character named Stan Podolak. <laughs> like, who would he be? <laughs> Who's Stan Podolak? Yeah, utter utter nonsense. Uh, absolute lunacy. That's terrifying. You know what? You know what I think? I legitimately think that we have talked more about Stan Podolak than any podcast. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's got to be true based on the amount of times we've done this context. Like, I'm sure an episode of a podcast has talked for at least sixty minutes about Stan Podolak one time. But like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we've done. There's got to be a Space Jam podcast out there, right? Yeah, the Space Jam podcast. Exactly. They've explored the character of Stan Podolak, but like. There's no way they've tried the ground like we have. <laughs> no, no, that's no. what we have. We, we, we are innovators in the Stan Podolak space. We are leaders in this community. <laughs> We're disrupting the Stan Podolak dis- space. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I think it'd be fun. <laughs> what if, uh, let's see. I'm trying to really throw a curveball in here. And it's hard because like no, every yeah. curveball is still very fun. Yeah, because Stan. I mean, all right, we, we have to talk about the big one. What if he's the prince? What if he's mm, Prince Aki? What if, what if Stan Podolak? So he's like a doctor. <laughs> yeah, or it's just colorblind casting, but he's just it's Ooh. Stan Podolak. Oh, yeah, I know. I don't like it. That hurts and it's not good. But let's explore it. <laughs> yeah, that hurts and it's not good. But let's explore it. That's mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the motto of my life. Let's see. I think I think that could actually explain maybe why he's such a black sheep, why he's like, I don't really like all this stuff. I just want to like, I mean, it would kind of change the movie and be about, it would be called coming back to America, maybe. Like, oh, maybe, I don't know if it would change the movie at all to make Stan Podolak the main <laughs> character of this. <laughs> I, I don't know You're if that's right. true, David. That was bold of me, and I'm sorry for saying something so brave, <laughs> that it would change the movie to cast Wayne Knight instead of Eddie Murphy now, as now the main Stan, character. If Stan Podolak is playing that Eddie Murphy role, does that mean he's playing every Eddie Murphy role? Oh, my God, yes. Okay. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the only pro- the only problem with that is that they all have to still be white because there's no way I can condone no, anyone no, doing no, blackface. No, so no, no, then no, 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 Wayne no. Knight becomes. <laughs> wow. He's, yes. Wow. Oh no. He's oh. the lead singer of Sexual Chocolate. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, so you're right though. So what you're saying is not replace the character of Akeem with Stan Podolak. Just replace Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy with Stan Podolak. The character. The and character not, Stan not Wayne Podolak. Knight. Yep. The character Precisely. Stan Podolak is getting an acting role in a movie a where he plays credit. multiple characters. <laughs> where he plays an African prince. Uh, That's it, uh, baby. That's it. I think like, we you don't even have out. to explore the like dimensions yeah. of that. Just saying it is enough. <laughs> that's that's incredibly good, and I think we figured <sighs> it out. As much as I hate moving on from Stan Podolak, I think we may need to move on from Stan Podolak. Uh, we'll we'll be uh, back, Stan. Is there anybody else we want Stan to be? Lisa. Lisa would be a good Stan. <laughs> yeah, I stand that. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. All right. No. <laughs> what, uh, let's do another context. <laughs> Let's do another contact. What is a practical life lesson you could learn from this movie? Learn how to fight with sticks. Learn how to fight with sticks. Because there's sticks everywhere, baby. Like, you learn how to fight with gun. Sometimes you don't have gun. You learn how to fight mm-hmm. with sword. Sometimes people don't have either. Nobody has swords anymore. It's not 1902. But learn how to fight with stick. Everybody has stick. Theodore Roosevelt knew it best. Carry a big stick. Learn how to fight. That's what he said. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, carry a big stick. Learn how to hit people with it. <laughs> that classic Teddy Roosevelt line: <laughs> "Smack him with your stick, baby." I'm Teddy D. Teddy R. <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> he called himself and it Teddy was just, D. I was gonna say he corrected himself in the original quote. Teddy too. R. Wait, R. <laughs> Teddy D. Wait, R. Is what he called himself in the original quote. Oh, it's just got there. that big Teddy D. Energy. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, that's one. That's that's mine. That's the one I learned. From this movie. <laughs> okay, that's a good lesson to take away. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. Maybe. Um, go ahead. I uh, I'm still thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I mean, this is this is cheesy, but follow your heart because Ugh. it'll work out. Like, mm. 
it's yeah, not really I mean, that practical, but it is like I don't, it, and it's I don't all, know if it's uh, quite that black and white. I because because no, there are characters in the movie who follow their heart and it doesn't work out. Like Daryl, for example. <laughs> That's a good point. However, however, it does make them happier ultimately. Yeah. Than the people who don't follow their heart. Yeah. Except, I guess, the king and queen of Zamunda, who do seem pretty happy with and, how things are. And, like, oh, I guess Mr. McDowell did follow his heart in that his heart is made of $1 bills that he loves <laughs> because he just wants that money. And so I guess he did follow his heart, even though it was a yeah. gross little weasel heart. Well, if you follow your heart and you have more money than the other guy, things will work out. There you go. Yep. <laughs> if you follow your heart from a place of privilege then it will work out. That's, that's yes, the practical life go. lesson. There it is. Which is yeah, legitimately a practical, that is practical life lesson. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that <laughs> it's sucks. It's, it's a, a practical life lesson. lesson. It won't yeah. apply to any of you, but <laughs> it, you can use it. It'll um, apply to why your life does suck. Right. Because you tried <laughs> to follow your heart, but you didn't have the safety net to fall back on, and therefore you weren't able to fail. Yeah, you're working mm-hmm. McDowell's now. Hey. Yep. Yeah. Fun. That's um, a fun practical life lesson. <laughs> yeah, here's one. How about um, if confronted by a man waving a shotgun, unscrew a mop <laughs> and use use the wood part to hit him, and then you'll win. Yeah. Learn to fight with sticks. Learn to fight with sticks. Yeah. That's a fair point. You know what? That is just learn to fight with sticks again. You're right. You know what? I'm sorry, David. I stole yours. <laughs> I just what added I'm more saying. steps. That's what I'm saying. It's the only thing. It's the thesis of this. It's movie. the only lesson. This <laughs> it's the whole thing. The whole big old scene where they both didn't have shirts on and they were fighting and everyone was like, mm, nice. Like that. That's how they got you to pay attention initially to sticks, which yeah. is the true heart of this movie. Stick. Yeah, it was the Chekhov stick. Exactly. It, it it was, though, is the thing. Like, it was. They proved that he knew how to fight, and then it didn't happen for a really long time, and then ba-bam, it did. Mm. And, it's true. Oh, they paid that paid, off. Paid off so well. Uh, if you're going to get a haircut at a barbershop, prepare to potentially be there a while <laughs> while they tell long stories and argue about whether they're true. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Hmm. Be ready. Just, yeah, have I, that built into your day. Yeah, just be ready. You know, I'm going to say, and maybe this is like nostalgia for a time I've never had, mm-hmm. which is a thing I have a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've never been in a place where that's been the vibe in no. when I've been getting my haircut because I've always gone to like fucking chain great clips garbage. Mm-hmm. And, and that's too bad. Is it? It seems well, fun. See, and that's the thing is like, part of me is like, I actually love it when people don't talk to me at all in public. <laughs> so maybe yep. it's actually good. But there's a part of me, again, it's the nostalgia for a thing I've never had, where like, yep. I like the idea of being in a community where I can go to a barbershop or go to a gym or go to a grocery store and see the people that I know and go, hey, neighbors, what's up? Like, that yeah. sounds cool in theory. I think a lot because of Hollywood slash previous generations telling me that was the only way to be a good person and yeah or that was like the community revolved around this one thing yes yeah. i mean i think about what's going on in the neighborhood and, mm-hmm. yeah and, it's sort of like the it's the way they often portray bars and coffee shops and stuff yes it's like how have i ever talked to a stranger no, in a bar why and been would like, you? it's terrifying no. <laughs> I, I don't know who the regulars in a bar are even if i'm a regular at the bar yeah <laughs> 
Why would well, the scary you? part is if you start talking to somebody, they they might start talking back to you. Yeah, that's the yeah. problem. That sucks, especially if you've been drinking. Yeah, that roll, can go all sorts of places you don't want dice. to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Practical life lesson: Don't go anywhere. Because yeah. <laughs> people, it's a good one for you. right now for sure. Whether it's America. or... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, don't come to America. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, okay, wait, wait. What about this? I, I actually need feedback. Okay. Is this okay. movie in a practical life lesson lens telling us that lying is good or bad? David, you have no idea that I was literally just forming the words before you started talking. Lying to someone about your identity is okay as long as it's for love. That's not fair. I had no idea either. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It's just, it's funny how these things happen. <laughs> to, it's funny to me. Really it's funny can't. to me. That's, that is funny. That is so funny. Thanks, guys. <laughs> anyway, I agree, though. I agree. Obviously, I agree, because I said it. But I think this movie is kind of weird about lying. Like, mm-hmm. Lisa takes yeah. it very seriously. But everybody mm-hmm. else in the movie is kind of cool. Well, she takes it seriously until the moment of truth comes, and then she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, she's like, no, but then she shows up there anyway and gets married, yeah. and it's like, okay. Daryl's like, I never lied. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, cool, it's me. Well, just like technically he did lie about <gasps> getting her those earrings. Oh, that's he right. He did, you're right. right. He did. That's right. And about the... about paying all that money like akeem put a yeah. money clip of hundreds <laughs> an insane hundreds amount of money into insane. into the collection <laughs> basket for a fund for whatever lisa was raising money for in women's black empowerment gala or whatever it was i don't remember what it was that would, so uh, the way the preacher is talking oh, oh, like in God. front of all these women it's, it's, it's just was so like nasty. what is happening it was so oh. nice. um so gross but he did that. Akeem did that just because, like, for yeah. fun. It meant nothing to him. And then Daryl took credit for it when Lisa was like, somebody put a bunch of money in there. And Daryl was like, who could that have been? And then she was like, I knew it was you. And he was like, hey, hey it was. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> slimy little hairball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was a liar. Which, like, I get in some ways there's about, there's a 5% chance that I do the same thing Daryl does in that situation, which is like, I'm kind of confused, so I'm just going to go with what you are saying right now. Ha 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 And then it's too late for me to back out now. I guess I'm lying. Ah! Like, I can, I can make that concession for him, but it's not great. It doesn't, it's not a good look. No. You're right. It's not a good yep. look. Yep. Um. Lying is mostly bad, but sometimes good. So lying is mostly bad, but sometimes good. First, you do it for love. For love, if you do it for love. Well, that's a lie that's for a, love. That's a rom com problem. Man. Like this yeah. movie suffers from that. From the like yeah. rom com needing there to be a conflict at the end, sort of thing, which really, I don't think it actually as drawn out as it was. Actually, there might be something to this lying thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole lying business. This whole lying business. <laughs> you know, lying. Now that I think about it, um, tell me more. No, but we feed your face. <laughs> uh, here's how you invent lying. Okay, I'm ready. That was the f- that was the first line from that. Um, <laughs> I I hated that movie. Anyway, the thing about lying is when you compare the different kinds of lying that Daryl and Akeem were doing, mm-hmm. Daryl's lies 
were elevating himself for things he didn't do and was taking credit for. Okay. Akeem was uh, lowering uh, himself for not taking credit for things he did and could do and had. Because he was trying order- to approach the situation in an objective way. He was trying to be just the the basic possible Akimist he could be without his station mm-hmm. and his money to see if that was appealing. Yeah, right, that's yeah. a good point. Like I And then and then Semi when he lies about being the prince, it's the same thing. He's trying to elevate himself yeah, rather than good. and that and it backfires yeah. and it's yeah. bad. Sure does. Yeah. Not really a lot, but like a little. <laughs> like yeah. I the the worst suffering that he takes is he has to shrug and make a sad face. Like yeah, it's not like he really gets his comeuppance in this movie. Right, no, no, no. But they do they do treat it as like, dang it, Sammy, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> oh, you yeah. rascal. Oh, you rapscallion, you semi. And he really is a rapscallion, to be fair. What a rapscallion. <laughs> I know. It's oh, true. man. <gasps> if I ever start busting rhymes about seafood, you know my rap name's going to be Rapscallion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am here for it. I'm not going to do that because I'm bad at a lot of things and rap is in that list, but mm. it's mm. just it's mm. out there for anybody that wants to take it. I won't TM it. Okay. 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 Right. okay. If anyone out there is listening who wants to rap about seafood, yeah. hit oh. us up, Rap Scallion. You know they're yeah, hit us up. Make sure you ask us. <laughs> I want you to have it, but you have to tell us that you're taking it. So we can yes. be proud of you. We want to be proud of you. Let us be proud of you. Let us be proud. <laughs> I can imagine now us three co parenting a child and grabbing them by the shoulder and saying, <laughs> let us be proud of you. <laughs> and I think that is a great future. Every day for 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> let me be proud of you. <laughs> is, there any, uh, is there any other um, practical life lessons that we, that we can take oh, from, man. from coming to America? <laughs> uh, uh, well, a, a, a genuine one is if you're putting a lot of product in your hair, huh. make sure that your hair isn't rubbing up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's going to like ruin people's wallpaper and couches, etc. Like, that's not good. That's and, and probably take some of that product off your hair. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, yeah that's actually more important. You're right. Forget about the wallpaper. That's more important. People's For, stuff. Fuck the wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Screw other people's homes. Yeah, I up agree. Your is it my house? Don't care. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yeah, I think that pretty well covers it. <laughs> I think those are all the life lessons. That <laughs> those are all the life lessons yeah, you can get from coming to America. I think you're right. <laughs> wow. Well, boys, we did it. We talked about coming to America. Yeah. For we did a bunch of context. We uh, we, we we did it in ways that I'm sure no one has ever talked about <laughs> no, coming to America. Before. Absolutely no. not. Someone, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> The people making the sequel never once had a conversation as like, now what if we tried putting Stan Podolak in this? (laughs) They might have. There is a smidgen of a chance that they said, what if we put Wayne Knight in it? But nobody said, what if we replace Eddie Murphy with the fictional character Stan Podolak from Space Jam? Nobody fucking said that. We're fucking original, man. (laughs) God. You're right. You're right. You're Uh, absolutely right. Okay, so the Stan one, uh, what other ones did we do? We talked about who won, who lost, superlatives. We did style. some superlatives, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about who was making it all up. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, who was imagining the whole thing, and then uh, at the end there, we learned some practical life lessons. We did Mostly, we I believe, stick-based. <laughs> they were all stick-based. Truly, that is the most foundational, fundamental, practical life lesson that yeah, coming to America to has to offer. You gotta learn to fight with sticks. Sticks are everywhere. You heard it here first, America. <laughs> Seriously. I'm actually sold on it. Like, I said, <laughs> I'm not joking. I said it as a joke, and now I'm like fully stick into it. I want... <laughs> I want to learn how to fight with sticks because sticks are truly everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There are more. Well, oh, maybe, okay, rock. okay. maybe rocks. Maybe let's, rocks. Let's, no, 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 no. Uh, there are sticks everywhere. There aren't necessarily fight worthy <laughs> sticks everywhere. Okay, fair enough. That's judging. Like, I think every I'm going to pick yeah, up a twig tell and it's to, like. To, tell that to 10 year old me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Give me a time machine. Your stick <laughs> is not fight worthy, young master. Uh, you call that a stick? No, That's not, not a stick. <laughs> Zip, this is a stick. No, 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 not the zip. (laughs) No, Jeffrey Tubin. Um, (laughs) I don't know why it was Jeffrey. Okay. Tubin. Let's let's do some plugs. David, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure, man. Hypotheticast is a show that I'm on. And right now, actually, we just started. Uh, We decided to do, because it's March, and because everybody loves basketball, including me, especially me, the NBA and the MVP are important to me. But college basketball couldn't care less. It's March Madness right now. We decided to do a Would You Rather Madness, which is us taking two brackets of a bunch of Would You Rather questions, answering them, and then pitting those answers against each other. So they start to become incredible nonsense as you get further and further into the bracket until we get to the final one, which is the most nonsensical of all. And we're doing that all of March. So it's going to be a real adventure. It's going to be absolutely bat shit and <laughs> sounds exciting. so far sounds very thrilling fun. uh so tune into that if you care about i don't know jokes or something then you should <laughs> you should come say hi hypothetic cast that's a thing excellent yeah excellent excellent i will definitely i will definitely be keeping my ears and eyes open for that bond tell me what you got uh n- nothing um zero <laughs> zero but uh I guess it, it is related to the movie we talked about <laughs> today, but um, in that it stars Eddie Murphy. We just rewatched Bowfinger, mm. uh, Christian and I, a few days ago, and that movie holds the hell up. Uh, watch it; it's my favorite Eddie Murphy performance, wow. and uh, he, it's just and Steve Martin. It's like it's definitely in the top three. I think Steve Martin performances mm. too. Um, and he wrote it, so it's like yeah. extra. Oh, sure. It's like Steve Martin, it. it's a really good uh, showing from Steve Martin. Yeah. Although we did, we run down afterwards uh, his filmography, and I realized I've only seen like two or three yeah, Steve Martin man. movies we ever. Gotta, we gotta get on. It's that. crazy how many Steve Martin gotta, movies I've never we seen. We gotta get you in front of the jerk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's not only uh, a lot that I haven't seen. There's just a lot. He was in like every damn thing. He was in a lot of a, stuff, and I haven't seen a, most of it for a while. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bowfinger. Uh, I can't remember where it was streaming. Was it Prime? Uh, no. HBO Max. HBO Max. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> Check it out. Yeah. Uh, Christian, how about you? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got my my best of twenty twenty playlist still up on Spotify. I haven't taken it down. I guess is my point. <laughs> uh, started on twenty twenty one. There are currently, I believe four songs on there so off to a great start in nice. march um <laughs> but uh, otherwise uh pop culture thing pour moi uh which is for me in french oh yeah uh, would be i just finished playing spirit fairer yes. 
the video game. I played to the end, oh. and I love that game with oh. all of my heart and soul. It is one of the oh. most pleasant experiences of any video game I think I've ever played. It's just so goddamn nice. It's the best. It's a game where you play you play the titular spirit fairer, a person <laughs> who who ferries folk uh, on their way to death or to the other side. They're represented as animals, and the animal forms kind of reflect their personalities a bit. And each one of them has like little tasks and and sort of like arcs that they have to go on before they can go to the Everdoor where you set them and into foods them. that they like. And foods that they like. This it's got it's got all the stuff I love about Stardew Valley: great relationships, gr- uh, farming, uh, bit, crafting, yeah, and stuff like that. But but like all simple, like simplified Very, stuff. Yeah. It's not like great, yeah. great music, great music, fucking great music. All Best. and the hand drawn animation yeah. is gorgeous. Uh, Don Bluth style animation. This this studio Thunder Lotus also did Sundered and Jotun, both of which we played. Also have great mm-hmm. art. Um, yeah, it's weird. Levels. It's a weird game because like it also has platforming. Like it's a platformer. It's just not a little hard. Bit. Yeah, it's not a hard yeah. one, but it is from the side and you jump around like a platformer. But it's like Stardew Valley. More the locomotion like is great. Yeah, it's like that's that's what's yeah. so great about it. So the movement good. is so satisfying. It's Everything about it's so pleasant. Yeah, it's, uh, I so I highly recommend anyone out there who's even sort of interested in video games check out <laughs> Spirit Fair. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really mm-hmm. great experience. Yeah, super unique. It's very unique. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's for me. That's nice. for you. All right. That's for me. <laughs> um. All right, boys. Well, uh, I look forward to doing another one of these with you very soon. Oh. But uh, you know, in the meantime, there's only one question left to ask. It's the only thing left in the episode, so don't you folks worry. There's not much more beyond this. But you do have to listen through the end of this question and its answer, which is, David, did you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with this week? When does the Earth go in the real direction? Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day! What's a good sitcom name we can use this time? Ooh, uh, what's a sitcom? Um, uh, Ren from Even Stevens. Have we said that person yet? Uh, Ren, we haven't. We Ren. It could also be Ren from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> we could just say Ren. It'll be both. Yeah, it'll be both. <laughs> Kylo. I ship it. Yeah, Ren and Ren. That's my, that's my ship, <laughs> Ren. <laughs> Ren from Which, Even Stevens, Ren from Ren and Stippy, and Kylo Ren from Star Wars. Oh, hell yeah, that's a good thing. Ren, Ren. When, when Kylo Ren and Ren from Ren and Stippy have a child, and they name it Ren, Ren. <laughs> and that's Ren from Even Stevens. <laughs> yeah. Ren, 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 Ren from Even Stevens. Ren from Even Stevens is a child of Ren from Ren and Stippy and Kylo Ren. I think that's completely <laughs> canon. There's no way Yuck. you can't prove that that's not true. Uh, that's definitely going to be what leads into the intro. Okay, uh, but let's do let's do the countdown. Okay, I'll do three, two, one. Ren. Great. <laughs> I have to stop laughing long enough to do it. Whew. Bing bong. Three, two, one. Ren. Ren.